0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 142 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, The Raz, with my co-host, The Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the interwebs. And we just got done filming, or, yeah, filming, well, I guess we're filming, uh, but recording our second podcast, The Subcockles of Reddit, that Buck is the the host of, so make sure you look that up on other plot any place you're, you're listening to podcast. it's not as in many places as a social liability podcast, but it's getting there slowly. Buck, I, I, I know we have some interesting stories this week. Most of them you sent me. But one in particular was not sent by you. Ooh. Indeed. And you have no idea what it is. Now. Nope. Uh, I, we did a story a few weeks ago that I have been told was very disturbing by some folks. Uh, we did a Rent-A-Hitman story. Uh, as anybody who listens to the podcast for any length of time knows, we have a very strong affinity for the rent dot com stories. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, and we did a story a few weeks ago about an individual that was contacted, uh, who contacted the website claiming that his, uh, his son had just came out and he needed to have his son eliminated as quickly as possible, so his mother didn't find out that her son was gay. Do you remember this story?
1: I do, actually. I actually do. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it, it was um, it, it was and disturbing enough that enough people that more than one person have reached out to me to tell me they were disturbed by that story. I have got an update for that story. This is an exclusive. This is. Oh. There is, but this has been released nowhere else. I was contacted by the site owner, Guido Finelli, fan of the show. And this is what Guido's telling me. Here is an exclusive update on the Lenny and Squiggy front. That was the names that he had had designated for them. I received an email from the uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms special agent who asked me to reestablish communications with Lenny. An attempt was made. However, Lenny's response was very different than anticipated. I relayed the information and then requested a welfare check on the juvenile at this point. Uh, ATF special agents went to the house and met with Lenny, his wife, and Swiggy, the minor. Uh, During the conversation, Swiggy admitted to filling out the information himself and for using his father's identity as the alleged solicitor. His father, Lenny, was found to have shared his email account with his son, Swiggy, but had no knowledge of the site prior to meeting with the special agents. Fortunately, the ATF was able to get to the bottom of the case and have made arrangements for letting to get help instead of a booking number. So that is an that exclusive update from Guido um, that you know he, he's, again, doing great work out there. And he, he did so much so that his relationship allowed for them to actually not book this kid in on crimes, which they could have done, but... Um, but instead, they actually were able to get him in touch with the services that he's going to need and, and see what they can do to help him. So I'm very happy to hear that. And anybody who was disturbed by the story know that it may not have a happy ending, but at least um, at least it wasn't as bad as we thought
1: it was. And it can definitely head towards a happy ending. True. You know, and, this, and... Kid, this, this kid's now getting help. And you know, that's, that's the most important part of the equation.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy to hear about that. And, um, I, I did get, (laughs) I I can't give any details out yet, Buck. uh, but I, I did have a very lengthy conversation with Guido last night and, uh, he's got another website coming out and I cannot wait until I can tell people about this website. Um, Think along the lines of com, but something that's going to get a whole new batch of idiots.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh man. That's, this is just going to be the best. And, um, you know, and oh, my gosh, man. This is just, this is so rad. This is just so rad. Talk about, talk about just like surreal, man. Like, you know, Guido, I'm, 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 I'm really pleased to have, uh, to have third party met your acquaintance, dude. Like this is, this is definitely something spectacular, you know, just, just know that. Thank you.
0: All right, Buck. Well, our second story comes from running magazine. Uh, <laughs> we get stories from all sorts of places, all, all sorts of sources. <laughs> and this is, this is no different. This comes from the Canadian running magazine. <laughs> Police identify the man who poured rum into Mexico City Marathon water cups. (laughs) In a wild video posted to social media, a man who does not appear on camera recording himself as he poured white rum into sports drinks at a water station set up for the participants at the Mexico City Marathon last Sunday. (laughs) On Wednesday, the director of the Mexico City Institute for Sports, Javier uh, Ponce, P-O-N-C-E, uh, announced that the police have identified the drink spiker who will likely face prosecution for attempted poisoning. According to the reports, the man was intoxicated and spiked the drinks around 6 AM after leaving a nightclub. It is apparent in the video that he aimed to get the marathon runners drunk. The water station was located near the halfway point of the course when runners would have covered more than 21 kilometers and the consumption of undiluted alcohol combined with the exertion could be dangerous. No runners uh, drank the spike drink since volunteers who worked at the water station realized in time what had happened and dumped out all the alcohol. Uh, Ponce uh, blamed the incident on the Mexico city mayor's office for allowing nightclubs to close so late. Well, come on. Uh, More than 19,000 runners participated in Sunday's marathon. Kenya's Edwin uh, Kiptu won the men's event, completing the course in two hours and ten minutes. And Ethiopia's uh, Ame Bariso won the women's race in a a course record time of two hours and 25 minutes.
1: (laughs) That's impressive as shit. That's really fucking impressive, but... <laughs> I mean, I I just I just before we get into this dipshit, like, that's that's strong. Like, how long is this? Ma- the marathon is what? Like, t- how many kilometers? Forty-two kilometers. Yeah, yeah. And you did that in two hours. Ah, that
0: cannot be right.
1: There's no way. I think it said twenty-one kilometers. Well, yeah, that was the halfway point oh jesus murphy yeah wow that's insane but anyway dude that's just moving man i can't even conceptualize moving that fast without a car but either way moving along to it what's this guy doing man like is he like trying to have a party at the halfway marker or is he just trying to really like booger up the marathon he was
0: drunk his drunk ass was like, "I these cups have water in them. They shouldn't have water. I know I'll I'll help them out."
1: i I'd ahead. like to think it's I I you know what? That's probably right. <laughs> and you know what? The thing is though is that I really want to believe all the way down in my heart of hearts that this is just part of like some elaborate scheme. A hoax. You know, he He's spiking the drinks of the people that he knows are the most likely to win because, of course, they're going to make it to the halfway point first. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to. These people are going to get down before they go down, you know. (laughs) Like, you know, fixing the race kind of thing. I, I can see this guy riding around in a golf cart, trying to abscond into the, into the hallways." But either way, man, moving along. This guy's an idiot.
0: I think he's funny.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're gonna try Who to
0: get, for, try to get him for attempted poisoning. I mean, it's Mexico. So well, I, don't, I don't know what the laws are down there, but uh, I, I well, think that's his, a bit extreme. How do, you,
1: <laughs> how do you how do you love his defense though? Let's let's talk about that for a second. How do you really love that defense? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I've been in Mexico court before. I don't really remember it. Um, you know, but I, I just, I don't know if the judge is gonna go along with the the bars shouldn't have closed so late. You're right, sir.
0: No, no, that was the like, that was uh, the that was the race organizer blaming the mayor for allowing the, the the bars to stay open. Oh,
1: oh, okay. I thought that was the dude's defense after they caught him. No, but oh. but he could definitely
0: use it because that's what they're saying is the reasoning. Well, you're on. Yeah, the bar,
1: well, the bars hadn't
0: been open so late. <laughs>
1: i don't know man i think with enough money you could get a judge to literally buy into that
0: well it is mexico
1: (laughs) that's what i'm saying man
0: (laughs) i mean i've paid some bribes before you know but never in mexico and i don't think i'd
1: want to it's actually quite easy it's a seamless and very easy peasy like it's easier than buying a pack of gum
0: okay let's let's hear about some of the bribes you've paid sir
1: well, uh, let's see here I bought a truck from a guy Who refused to give it to me And so I went to the police station And spoke with one of the Policia Estatal The state police
0: Ooh. Like I took it
1: yeah, I didn't go to those fucking bullshit municipal cops The ones that ride around In the backs of pickup trucks with SWAC gear on Like they're not chicken shit by any means they'll, they'll, They're definitely rowdy as hell But if you want something done. You go to a state cop. You know, I wanted something done. So, a guy wouldn't give me my truck. I go into the state police station. The guy looks at me and he's like, All right, we've got this very lengthy and cumbersome process with a, you know, not quite a stack of papers, but definitely a healthy pile of paperwork. But if you, that, sir, can you know, leave a
0: healthy stack of paper there on the desk.
1: Now, <laughs> And by the way, you have to fill this all out by yourself. We can't accept any any testimony or submissions from somebody who's interpreting for you. You have to do this on your own. Or or we can streamline this for $150. And I can just go out there and kind of like get to the bottom of this. Just between you, me, and him. I'm like, Really?
0: Done. <laughs> He's like, yep.
1: He's like, yep. I was like, hundred and fifty. He's like, yes, hundred and fifty American or two thousand pesos. I and, and I'll tell you what though, you know, you get above the municipal level of police in the in the in the country of Mexico, they're very hip to the exchange rate. Be wary of that. That guy knew. He's like, you give me hundred and fifty American or two thousand pesos. I'm like. Well, fuck. Okay, man, let's roll. Let's do it. I got my truck. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I got my truck. It was it was easy, you know. Bribed my way out of a couple of uh, of situations where I was doing things that I really shouldn't have been doing, and really could have got myself into a little bit of trouble internationally. But again, <laughs> yeah, inter like locked up abroad was was like, but you know barring barring a couple of like you know uh, incidents like that yeah really easy seamless transition it's the golden rule down there and not like not like the bible golden rule like the golden rule as told in the movie aladdin he who has the gold makes the rules that's the golden rule i'm talking about because if you got enough money like, there is not a problem that exists in Central America that you can't throw enough money at and make it just go away. Fair enough. Like, no lawyers, no lawyers, no bullshit. You can just go, poof, and the problem is gone.
0: Now, <laughs> now, when I first started talking about this, I said, I've paid some bribes. I want to make it clear that was, none of those were in the United States, Okay. <laughs> they were abroad. Oh, hell
1: we don't No, No, nobody, nobody would absolutely no one would believe that you or, I paid a bribe to anybody in the USA, man. We don't have the money for that.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: We could, not, I can afford a $50 bribe. I can afford to, to pay a cop to go away in Mexico out of a speeding ticket or for acting like a dickhead at a bar and creating a disturbance like i can bribe my way out of that in mexico or in china or you know wherever you know anywhere else but but here europe
0: very good our next story comes from ktnv.com woman arrested at las vegas airport says she was detained for being so good looking okay Las Vegas police arrested a woman at Harry Reid International Airport on Wednesday for reportedly skipping out on a restaurant tab and violating airport rules. Police say the woman, later identified as Hend Batsumi, uh, told officers that she was under arrest because she was so good looking. According to reports, police were dispatched to the Chili's restaurant at Harry Reid International Airport regarding a woman who left without paying her bill. Upon arriving, police were unable to locate the woman. TSA agents notified officers soon after that a female matching Bats, Bust, Bustami's yeah, Bust, B-U-S-T-A-M-I Bustami's I don't know. It's this chick. <laughs> uh, description and was observed sleeping near the airport security checkpoint, hindering their operations. Officers later found that she was in the baggage claim area where she was belligerent with officers saying she was being harassed because cops have never seen anyone as pretty as her. <laughs> She continued while officers arrested her, saying that she was going to spit on all the officers, and the officers were perverts who were trying to rape her because she had never, they had never seen anyone as good-looking as her. Police later learned that she had a warrant out of Las Vegas Municipal Court and booked her to the Clark County Detention Center. <laughs> well, I, I will say this. Um, only ugly women
1: go to jail. <laughs> Don't they buck? <laughs> I'm really going in my way back machine and I'm trying to find an example of you being wrong <laughs> <laughs> like i spent i i spent i spent a long time you know i i worked I worked in a prison or in a jail for seven years that was a and, prison um, That
0: wasn't a jail that was a prison it,
1: well, I worked in prison for seven years and uh and now now it it, it was. It was like you, th- it didn't happen very it, like, <laughs> like, and, and if it did, if it did, if it did, they normally didn't get past classification.
0: Right. They usually bailed pretty quick, but.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like hot women, like there were some pretty people, but hot women No, nope, never had one, not a one. That that is not a demographic that ends up in in the penal colony, no. Mm -mm. So, Mm. but you know, so was this was this woman foreign or is she an American?
0: It it doesn't say. (laughs) It doesn't say. But you know, so (laughs) getting locked. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of that girl slinging the mop that was hitting on you all the time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Just to just to paint a picture for everybody, she only had one arm, and where her was it left arm should be, there was a finger, came right out of her shoulder, and she liked to grab Buck with that finger.
1: No, she never touched me. She never touched me.
0: Keep telling yourself she, that. No,
1: man, she never, ever. I, never. Do you
0: want to show me on the doll where the bad inmate hurt you?
1: I'm never going to live that day. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, you always got stuck on fucking... They did it to me as a damn joke. (laughs) They did it to me as a joke. The lieutenants, the sergeants, you know. And then, you know, it didn't help that, you know, fucking 70% of the third shift staff were either too fat and old to care about life or just like party hardy younger people and it was just like oh yeah we're going to stick Lint we're, we're, we're going to stick him out there in the hallway with that girl that obviously like ons over officer Lint uh, yeah well you know over me and you know it was just I remember having to go into the lieutenant's office and being like, I swear nothing's happening. All these people are doing this to me. I was almost in tears. I thought I was going to lose my job. You know? And you know what the worst part about it is? Is that even my ex-wife was in on the joke. (laughs) Like, I, (laughs) I was safe from no one. And she was not locked up for being too good looking, folks. No. No. No.
0: <laughs> no, she was not. <laughs>
1: I mean this. Aside,
0: this, this woman she did that. she did not hit the genetic lottery,
1: okay? <laughs> no, no. You know what? Here's the deal, all right? We can we can sit here and, and you know, kind of smile about the amputation and the finger like coming out of it. It, yeah, was it, wasn't, really a, it was, wasn't it wasn't an, an
0: amputation. A, it was a that was a yeah defect. no
1: th- th- that was a birth defect. It wasn't an amputation, and there there was a finger, and it was kind of disturbing looking but you know what i i I could have got past that that that's fine it was the underbite hi, the, like, I just wanted to come out and tell you that you know the hallway's been mopped really well and uh and you're just looking at the underbite, and you're just like, uh-huh, yeah thanks, great job we can get you back to the housing unit. Just get away from me.
0: You know, the funny thing is, though, this chick had one arm.
1: <laughs> one- she could sling that fucking mop. Yeah, she could. <laughs> oh, 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 man. I'll tell you what. We had three corridor cleaners come out every night on third shift. And you know what? Two of them would start up at one end, and she'd go down to the other end, and she'd be sitting there waiting at the halfway point for both of these people. Like she, she did the work of two, mopping floors.
0: She really did. <laughs> she really did. But I, I stand by my, I stand by my initial statement. Uh, good-looking women don't go to prison.
1: <laughs> no, they
0: don't. No, they do not. Mm. All right, Buck, we're back with the second half of the show here, and we're gonna start out straight on with kmbc.com. This is an ABC News affiliate woman found performing CPR on husband charged with murder in his death. This happened in Kansas City as the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office has announced charges against a woman they say shot her husband in his own bed. Officials say in a news release that 40-year-old Melanie Biggins has been charged with first-degree murder and armed criminal action in connection with the shooting death of her 50-year-old uh what? E-T-I-E-N-N-E How the hell do you pronounce that? Etienne. Etienne L. McEwan. Ewan. Ewan, (laughs) M-C-E-W-A-N. Henceforth, he'll be known as Bob. Officers responded to the 1700 of Galypsi on a reported shooting in a dead body call around 1 a.m. on Wednesday. Uh, Bob was found unresponsive on the scene with Biggins performing CPR. He was later pronounced dead. Police say the incident wasn't originally thought to be suspicious. However, the homicide unit was called in and the death was ruled to be homicide by gunshot. What do you mean it wasn't initially thought to be suspicious? He was fucking shot.
1: I mean, goddamn now, There's nothing suspicious about that. No, 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 not at all. Um, I mean that's real has, cut and dry, man. He has forty seven. You're either, seven shot, or, you're like either the, shot or you're not. It's
0: like the it's like the person with forty seven gunshot wounds and is ruled a suicide. <laughs> Char- yeah. Charging documents in the case say Biggins told police she was sleeping in her bed with her husband when she heard a loud gunshot. In a probable cause statement, police wrote that Biggins said she immediately sat up, felt blood on her arm, crawled over to the victim, and turned on the lamp. She told police that she rolled the victim over, saw a gunshot wound under his chin, and called 911. Dispatchers told her to start CPR, <laughs> which she continued until police arrived. Those documents showed that Biggins' statement conflicted with two other people on the scene who saw a saw her downstairs sitting on the couch looking like she had seen a ghost after they heard a gunshot. Biggins reportedly told police the only gun in the home would have been her husband's rifle, which was in the closet. She had later admitted to have purchased a handgun in a pawn shop in July. The gun was found under the bed in a different room, which Biggins was unable to explain to investigators. Biggins also said that she had been married to Bob for nine years and been been in an intimate relationship with another man for a year and a half. Police wrote in charging documents that big and said he wanted to divorce her, but couldn't due to financial struggles that oh, she wanted to divorce him. Okay. Uh, prosecutors have requested a quarter million dollar cash bail in this case.
1: <laughs> you know, we could have referred this woman to a very, very good website. Yes. Uh a, it, yeah, you I know mean, you don't need we, to,
0: you, you don't you don't need to handle these things on yourself folks. You need a trained professional. And when we say professionals, we mean the professionals that are available at rentahitman.com. Yes sir. Yeah. Coach, rentahitman.com for all your Hit. hitman needs and they are 100% HIPAA compliant.
1: Man, they put the hip in HIPAA. <laughs> I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> I mean, when are we just going to rename this podcast the Guido Finelli show? I mean, goddamn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you, you, I, yeah, I'm not.
0: I'm not advocating murder by any stretch of the imagination. But what I am advocating for is stop and think for a minute. <laughs> I mean, put some thought yeah. into it. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, put some thought into it.
1: <laughs> like, if you want to divorce your husband, but you don't have the money to do it.
0: Oh no, he wanted to divorce you... her. I, I, who knows?
1: <laughs> Either way. No, I think it. I think it was she wanted to divorce him, but couldn't get the money. Let me let me go back so, and look. Let me go back and look. Uh, Biggins said she had wanted to divorce him.
0: Okay, yep, you're right. You're absolutely right. Oh my
1: good, oh my goodness, that doesn't happen often. I don't blame you for fact checking me. <laughs> but either way, either way, there are a myriad, a litany, a cornucopia of other options that you can go through. Before we go like all the way to page nine and go and go right to murder. Like, Mm. you know, perhaps you could try to look up like pro bono legal services. Like, you know, it's a shot in the dark, but it's better than a shot in the chest. I mean, like, come on. That's that's just that's just me, though. Maybe I'm way off the mark here, but.
0: There, there are certain states where self help divorce is uh, very easy, as long as it's not contended, you know. But I, I, I digress. <laughs> I've never been divorced. I'm I just have experience with with actually conducting divorces. <laughs> okay, uh, myarklamis my I have no. What, what, what is this website actually called? Myarklamis dot Okay. On September 2nd, 2022, at 1239 p.m., West Monroe police were dispatched to a residence of the 100 block of South 8th Street in West Monroe, Louisiana. It was in reference to a disturbance. Upon arrival, officers made contact with the victim, who mentioned that her older sister, 19, Princess Arena Williams, allegedly struck them several times during an argument over spray cheese. According to authorities, the victim stated they were struck in the stomach several times by Williams. Also, Williams allegedly chased the victim outside the residence with a taser. Officers made contact with Williams, and she advised the police that her family members were not telling the truth. According to Williams, she never struck the victim. Williams, Williams was placed under arrest and taken to the correct local correctional center, where she was charged with simple battery and aggravated assault. I like. I didn't hit him, but I chased him with a taser
1: (laughs) over a fucking can
0: of spray cheese.
1: Yeah, I mean it's supposed to be called Easy Cheese. Doesn't sound. It sounds. It sounded pretty fucking difficult to me. Cheese whiz.
0: (laughs) And who the hell names their kid princess or prince or king? I don't. I don't want to talk about that. Those are dog names. Those
1: are titles. They're dogs' names. Or, or yeah, here in the U.S., yeah. Maybe across, over across the pond, those things are titles. Indeed. And, and dogs' names. And, um... <laughs>
0: Well, I'm, I was going to make a, a reference to the, the new reigning monarch in the United Kingdom. Yeah, we're, we're too soon.
1: Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> too soon.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and say it.
1: <laughs> oh, man, so, uh, so, you know what? We gave a moment of silence. We gave a moment of silence. Go ahead. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, much beloved.
0: And, you know, even in, as somebody who wasn't under the monarchy, I, uh, everything was like, yeah, she's, she's yeah, like it's everyone's grandma. I loved it. Now she's gone, and her son is becoming king. One of the things that happens when this hap- when this occurs is all the currency is swapped out. It's, it's over a period of time, but eventually, all the king will bear all the all the the money will re- bear the, re- this, the the likeness of the king as opposed to the queen. How in the fuck are they gonna get
1: that man's ears on a fucking dollar bill? <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> Just saying.
1: You know what? You know what? I think Mad Magazine printed their own funny money, like, back in the day. Maybe they've got some leftover dyes that they can kind of, like, you know, use some use some British magic and kind of, like, nail it in. I mean, you know, the face isn't that far off. I mean, like, I think you could. You could probably use the same, same dyes and maybe just fill in the blanks and make it look, contoured with uh, with a little bit of silly putty or something well,
0: I actually did watch something the other day apparently he did pose for the picture uh, a number of years ago uh, in anticipation of this happening the money's probably already been printed if I had to guess um, but you know <laughs> they changed the national, national anthem uh, the moment she died to God Save the King so they, they were definitely prepared
1: <laughs> wow wow they had the anthem written while she only still had nine toes in the grave they didn't even <laughs> let the they didn't even let the blood get cold
0: no it, it, in all seriousness there's a um there's a there's a youtube channel that i absolutely adore I, it's called the infographics show um, i love that i love it and and they do one about uh what w- what will happen when the queen dies and that's, that's a couple years old video it's been around for a long time um there, there, there was even a code that everyone knew that the code was London Bridge is down and uh, they, they had this whole thing they, they, all the news stations their logos all changed to black instantly. there's no comedy shows on TV in the, in the UK for a week because they enter a period of mourning All news broadcasters always had a black suit or a black uh, dress like hanging in the studio. For the moment this happened, they go off the air, they get changed, and they come back on the air. They they, they There is a huge protocol uh, that happens when, when the reigning monarch passes. And, you know, the infographic show did a very, very good job of talking about that. So it, it just, just plug in that channel right there. You know, if you want to see it, go check it out, you know, it's
1: pretty cool. And another glowing example of how I embody, you know, the uh, the American – you know way of just not fucking knowing how the world works sometimes around you I'm sitting here going oh yeah they didn't even let the blood get cold well apparently that's their way and you know what and you know what and now that now that you've explained it it's like it does kind of make sense you know they they don't want to dwell on it they just you know business it, it's state of mourning but let's let's keep the show moving
0: well, no, they, everything uh, businesses um, like the day it happened, all businesses shut down. That's by law. Um, they, they do enter a period of mourning. I'm not sure how long the businesses stay closed. I'm not sure if it's a week or if they, if it's just for the day. I don't, I'm not sure, but um, there there is a, a a protocol, and it it does wreak havoc. And, and and the the financial cost associated with the monarch passing and having to do what they do is the insane number now if we had if if i knew we were going to talk about this i would have went back and watched that infographics video just so i could take notes um but it's actually pretty insane but if you're at all interested check that out it's pretty cool pretty cool channel all right folks we're going to go to nbc2.com north fort myers man pulls out three foot long sword after being approached by deputies (laughs)
1: you're... <laughs> wow, you know that reminds me of that uh, that part of the Indiana Jones movie, where the guy comes out and he's like, "Wow, wow, wow!" with a big old fucking like scimitar, scimitar, and then Indiana Jones is just looking at him and he's like, "Nope!" whips out a pistol and just shoots him. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I'm not even dealing with this." You know, it, that that there that's was kind of what comes to mind here. There
0: was an urban myth about that scene that um. Oh, who's the actor? God damn it.
1: Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford
0: has confirmed uh, in an interview was actually true. Uh, He had the worst case of diarrhea when they were filming that scene. That was not supposed to be how the scene went. And he had to take a shit so bad. When that guy started flinging the sword around, he just pulled out the gun and shot him, walked off set to go take a shit. And the guy took the hit and fell down because he was, you know, he just went with it. And they said that was awesome. Let's keep it. <laughs> now I think they refilmed it because it, it looks like there's a squib in there. I can't tell, um, no. but the, it, it, that, that's how that scene came to be. It was Harrison Ford had to take a shit?
1: <laughs> wow. And see, that's another that that is a great example of how accidentally awesome. Is still 100% awesome. This is true. Like, like he didn't plan for it to be that way, but it went down in history. Very true.
0: Uh, back to our, uh, our, our, our <laughs> claim more wielding regular
1: scheduled program. <laughs> a
0: North Fort Myers man was arrested after wielding a three foot long sword on Lee County Sheriff's deputies. Uh, LC- lcso approached a nissan ultima on bayshore road when it was sitting on the side of the road and partially blocking the bicycle lane deputies found a man reclined in the driver's seat inside the vehicle after learning why the man was blocking the roadway it was revealed that the the, the name was given was false and he asked to be, step out of the vehicle deputies attempted to escort the man from the vehicle and the man reached towards the center console and pulled out a three foot steel sword Deputies immediately backed away as the man would then pull out a metal dragon-shaped handle attached to the blade. Okay. Deputies then attempted to use a taser to subdue the individual, but it didn't work. So instead, the man began sticking the sword in and out of the window towards deputies. (laughs) Just start poking the window. (laughs) As the man attempted to roll up the window, deputies used their batons to break the glass. Finally, as the man tried to flee through the passenger side door, deputies again deployed their tasers, eventually incapacitating and disarmed the man. (laughs) Following his placement handcuffs, deputies searched the vehicle where methamphetamine, marijuana, and a glass pipe were recovered. The man later provided his real name, Randy Lynn Osterman, uh, which deputies confirmed in the agency database. Osterman faces multiple charges, including false name to law enforcement, resisting an officer, possession of marijuana, possession of controlled substance without a prescription, and possession of drug paraphernalia. I hate that drug paraphernalia charge, but the rest stuff I'm sure. Why not? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Just all of a sudden, pokes a three foot sword out the window, like back up, back up. <laughs> I think our, I think our, our police. Um, should, should carry swords.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: just in case we have this eventuality, we could have an Epic sword fight along the road.
1: You know, in, in, in our imaginations that that works out well, but then you'd have to remember that a lot of these guys, not a lot, but there are some police officers that shouldn't even carry guns. Why would we give them a knife too?
0: Yeah. Like yeah, very true. Do you remember like, do you remember the person that we knew that since they weren't allowed to carry a gun, they they filled a mag light full of concrete?
1: Oh yes I do. Yes, yes I do. And I'm surprised he's strong enough to lift it.
0: <laughs> Old Philip.
1: Uh, oh my gosh. Right
0: on. So I mean he, <laughs> I, I I am okay. I'm I'm gonna give credit where credits due. They didn't shoot him. They didn't shoot him. You gotta give that. You know, at least they they went to the less lethal option.
1: I gotta I gotta agree with you on that one because even sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, man, if somebody stuck that out the window at me, like there there would be that like. Mm. But then again, you know. I don't know if I would have shot him. I don't know if I would have shot him because
0: there's obvious, when you could diffuse the situation by taking a large step backwards.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's really like, I'm trying to, I'm trying again, like mental map this out in my head. I'm like, okay, guy sticks it out the window. He didn't even open the door.
0: (laughs) I can just picture him poking it out the window.
1: (laughs) It's like, you know, I've, I I I can think of instances where toddlers have been easier to or harder harder to uh to to get to submit to you than a guy with a sharp stick out of the window. See
0: when they first when I first looked at the article it sounded like this dude had like, like a fucking claymore. But you know now that we know that had a dragon hilt and everything it, it was some fucking weeb sword you know that he picked up at fucking Dragon mm-hmm. Con. <laughs> you
1: no, know? nah, he got that shit at a flea market man. Yeah, okay, he didn't yeah, even pick yeah. That up at a con. Like that—that's a flea market sword all day long. Guy went; he's walking around at the Thomasville at the Morning Star flea markets in Thomasville, Pennsylvania, and that's the sword that he picks up. Driving home, the fuzz roll up on him, and he's got now he thinks he's fucking, uh, you know, of the Clan McLeod, and he's not going anywhere. And uh, and unfortunately, much to his chagrin, you know. the the men with tasers and firearms strongly disagreed and won and now he is
0: did you know they're making a new um a new highlander series why because it's a great franchise (laughs) it
1: is but they need to let it go
0: no they need to redeem themselves from those last
1: couple fucking movies (laughs) oh that's true man and they've That's got true. the and, and
0: they've you got know the, what and they've got the perfect actor to play the new the new uh, the new Highlander. Uh, it's fucking Geralt.
1: Oh yeah. All okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> but no, man, I have a huge problem with the original Highlander movie because it was so cool except for the fact that Sean Connery's character's name was Ramirez. How about the fact like, that the goddamn
0: man from the Scottish fucking Highlands is wielding a katana?
1: Listen, dude, there are just there're just so so many things. Like, yes, I understand. I've got the story written, blah blah. Guy doesn't want to change it. It's just like, okay, okay, okay. Just just a couple minor tweaks, man. Just to, We're not asking you for creative control over anything. Just a few minor tweaks. Can we get Christopher Lambert to hold this instead of this? And can we change this character's name from Ramirez to anything that doesn't sound like Ramirez for Sean Connery? <laughs> like, like, please. Please, 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 please. Like, I just had such... Of all the other things in that movie had wrong with it, those are the only two things that I just... I really can't get past. Well... Like, the, they they weren't even trying. The casting director didn't even try. Girl.
0: <laughs>
1: well, then you had the second
0: movie, who they released it, and they said, Oh oh, this is bad. (laughs) Oh man. So in case, for those of you who are not aware, there's two versions of the second movie. There's Highlander 2 and then there's Highlander 2 Renegade Edition. In one of the versions, we find out that they're aliens and they they were conquered by different aliens and they were sent to Earth and they are going to fight till there's the last one because that's their, whatever. Their way. Their way. And they all they, oh, their memories wiped and everything else and and when um, Connor became the the, the last the, the only one he regained all the knowledge of the world and knew that they were aliens until one of the aliens showed up then he got laid and became young again I don't know mm. but that was so bad they recut the movie and shot a couple new scenes but re, recut the whole thing so they got rid of that that alien stuff um then the third movie.
1: <laughs> no. No, no, no. I forgot about the third movie until you said the third movie. Is that the one where he's old and like the 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 future happens and the sky's all fucked up and No, that's the second one. Oh, that's the second. Oh my gosh, so it even gets worse.
0: Yeah, you can take the second movie completely out of the equation. Okay, it doesn't it, the second movie doesn't have to happen? Uh, so you take that one out of the equation entirely. Then, but you had uh, Highlander three, which was um, the Sorcerer, and that, that, that oh one, yeah, that one took place in New York. Uh, it's it's pr- probably the best movie because it had the Kurgan. You know, we had the Kurgan,
1: <laughs> but oh yes, that guy.
0: No, I'm sorry. The, the Kurgan was the first movie. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm messing. That was up. the first movie. That was the first.
1: Yeah. Movie. He was, he, you know, that guy, he's he, the guy who played the Kurgan is also the voice for Mr. Krabs off of SpongeBob.
0: <laughs> well, it, that, <laughs> so that, no, the third movie had Mario Van Peebles in it, which he was like in every action oh, movie yeah. at the time he was like in every action movie. Uh, but it had so many different names. It had the Sorcerer. It had the Final Dimension. It had, uh, oh, what the hell was it? It was a, like the Legend. And then there was another, ver- I mean, it was so many different names for that fucking movie. Um, but then, you I know, mean, that one was okay. Then you had the series that spun off, you know, the Highlander, the series, where we had- have-
1: Yeah,
0: no thanks. I would have been fine with it if it wasn't for the fact that he was also a fucking McLeod. He also carried a katana. He was every his backstory, everything about him was identical to Connor. This this was Adrian Paul playing um Duncan McLeod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of irritated me. Then they had a movie where they were both in it together. Endgame. Where
1: I remember that one. Endgame mm-hmm. where where uh
0: Adrian Paul kills Christopher Lambert. <laughs> Okay, fine, whatever. Then there's a movie that came out that most people don't even know came out. Uh, I fucking what the hell was the name of that sh- piece of shit movie? It was horrible. Um, the Source. It, it was called The Source, and it was like a post-apocalyptic world. There's like six six immortals left. I mean, it was horrid. Um, m- most people don't know it exists and i i I encourage you not to watch that movie it was that bad so
1: if you realize that you just did the equivalent of telling someone not to look down yes you know you know (laughs) that people are now going to actively look for this motherfucker watch the movie if you want to watch this movie go to your local gas
0: station and look for that bargain bin of dvds they have in the front you'll probably find it
1: (laughs) You you know what i'm gonna try and reverse reverse psychology you like don't just, just go ahead, watch the movie. It's it's a gas. You'll love it. Yeah, you'll want to gas yourself
0: with fucking cyanide after you've watched it. <laughs>
1: hey, you know what? I mean, there's... I can't even put a positive spin on it. No, People it's Don't it's, watch it's, the fucking movie. It's just... <laughs> it,
0: it, it's, just it's, no. it's horrible. But if fucking Geralt can fucking revive this this, this franchise, great. I'd I toss a coin to that, Witcher. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. You know, we... we, we I... <laughs> <laughs> we um so a lot of people don't don't know this but i was uh i'm very much into filmmaking i i love the concept uh i have done a lot of video editing i worked for a tv station um i produced a show that ran for 2 years uh on it was a local market but i i produced and directed and did everything on that did all the editing and, and I, so i love love filmmaking and uh, we actually filmed a f- i wrote and 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 filmed a, a, a fan-made movie for the highlighter <laughs> yes i did and i know and i played in it too
1: yes no yep uh, <laughs> no raz no
0: we knew each other at the time <laughs> and you've never seen it i don't wanna <laughs> no one's ever gonna see it
1: <laughs> i i would hope not
0: uh, my acting my acting's on point
1: <laughs> has anyone seen it
0: uh yeah yeah It, it, it it's been out there <laughs> oh, God. I, I played a i played a priest and we had an epic sword battle in a ch- in a real church. <laughs> why are you looking at me like that?
1: <laughs> you know why? Because there're just so many things I want to say and I I I've started to live by the tenant that if you have to ask yourself if it's a good idea, you don't you you shouldn't do it. It's not a good idea. So I'm just not going to say anything like everything that I wanted to say. I was like, I wonder if that's a good idea. So I'm just going to I'm just going to abstain.
0: This all happened before the advent of YouTube. I just want to point that out as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We've known each other for a minute, man. Yeah, we have. <laughs>
0: All right, folks, that's going to bring us to an end of another episode of the Social Liability Podcast. This is a, a show we do out of love. We don't ask for anything. There's no charge involved. The only thing we ever ask you to pay is attention. And we ask you to help by just telling a friend, share the podcast, put it on your Facebook feed just say, hey, here's a podcast. Take a listen to this. It's pretty cool. Anything you can do to help, we'd be greatly appreciative to. A big thank you to our, our longtime listener, Guido Finelli, for, for giving us an exclusive on the update for his um, renhitman.com website check that out folks it's actually a gas uh, folks I am the Raz he is the Buck wishing you all a happy and safe week and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Social Liability Podcast